0: What a, welcome to the latest edition of the Shooky Rights Podcast with your host, Shooky Rights. Today, I am excited to be joined by the one and only Craig Carton of WFAN, co host of the Carton Roberts program, which you care weekdays from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. on WFAN 660 and 1019 FM in New York. Craig, what's going on, man? How are you doing? Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I'm, I'm excited to be joined with you on the podcast today. And, um, and listen, Like, how has life been for you since your return to radio? That's really the big question I have.
1: Yeah, it's, well, it's been, uh, it's been hectic, which is a good thing, but it's been, um, it's been really good. It's been, you know, there's constant reminders of, you know, the mistakes I made, the bad decisions I made, and those don't go away just because, you know, you get out of prison or you're fortunate enough to get back to work. Yeah. So life's also work. You know, every day is work, making amends for the mistakes I made, also trying to enjoy You know, the things that have been afforded to me, the chance to be back with my family, chance to go back to work. So it's a combination. its um, I'm very blessed. You know, I've become a far more, I don't know, if not religious person, far more appreciative person of kind of the world around me with much more empathy for others. (laughs) And I think I've come out of the experience a better person for what I've gone through, knowing that everything I went through was also self-inflicted. You know, although I was doing stuff with bad people, I'd like to think I'm not a bad person. But I have a long way to go to prove that. Um, and one day at a time, which is a, a terrible cliche we all use,
0: <laughs> but yeah. I'm living it right now for sure. And and that's the best bottle to, to live in, especially considering that we've been living through COVID now almost a year. And and and, and I got I got to ask you, you talk about taking life lessons and applying it to to everyday living. What is the number one lesson that you've learned since you've been able to return home to your family and as well as the lesson that you've learned returning to WFAN, whereas before you were the king of morning radio in new york for 15 years working with boomer esiason
1: yeah i think there's two answers to that question Mm -hmm. i think uh it's two words really yeah appreciation and honesty i appreciate far more now you know my you know, what I have, you know, the opportunities I have. I'm not talking about tangible stuff. I just, I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate the gift I've been given, you know, to do this. Uh, I didn't really, although I busted my ass to get there, there was somewhere along the line where I think I stopped appreciating where I I had gotten to know, top of the game, morning drive, New York city, tons of money all that stuff. I think I started to take it for granted at some point, unfortunately, And then the other word, which is more important, I think, is honesty. I was living a lie. I was lying to the people closest to me, both at work and at home, and it caught up with me. So I think just living an honest life, taking ownership of my mistakes, and being really appreciative of what God and what the world has offered me and continues to offer me uh, is amazing. So those would be the two words that I would use most,
0: honesty and appreciation. Like, at what point and where did you feel that you began to not appreciate what had been given to you? And like, and what was that moment like for you?
1: I'm not sure if there's one tangible moment. I think it's probably an amalgamation of time Mm, where we had become number one and then we were always number one. Um, And I think that's part of it. So my ego kicked in for sure. And then I think there was a point where I enjoyed the ability to wager a shitload of money Mm. and that fed my ego. You know, it's one thing to bet a hundred bucks on a hand. All right, now you're betting 500 bucks a hand. And now all of a sudden, although my income didn't warrant it, now I'm walking into a casino with a million dollars in cash in a bag. And you know, I'm wagering $30,000 a hand. And I think there's some kind of, collective period of time. Whereas my gambling got out of control. I lost sight of everything in my life that was truly important to me. Like I worked hard to get to where I was for sure. Yeah, you know, and I've been fired along the way. I've been told I'm not good enough to do it. And then I got to that spot and rather than enjoy it, which I should have, because it was awesome. It was amazing. I allowed this other aspect of my life to take over. And sadly, know become more important and that's gambling addiction which i denied i had for a very long time but i I, you know i'm a compulsive gambler and and i think owning that even though i have no money i have nothing you know to speak of there's nothing to show for that success yeah uh i'm in a much better place though
0: like i appreciate you being candid and even being open with me because i was not even expecting um you to even to lead with that but I think it speaks volumes when you are one who is able to own up to it and to be as open as candid as you are. And I appreciate that. I wasn't intending to go that route at all. to sincerely, no I mean, like, yeah. but but um, but but I want I definitely want to ask you something in terms of radio, because radio is my passion and being a radio host in New York City. I mean, I'm from New York, born and raised. So like New York is absolutely no stranger to well, me. Hold on. To I got to I gotta
1: call time. I got to call time. Go ahead. Over your right shoulder, it says, let's go Bruins. <laughs> let's go. I see it. Let's go. <laughs> Call it out. Go ahead. Call it out. What is that? I'm from New York, but I'm a Bruins fan? Yes, I am. I'm calling bullshit <laughs> on that. <laughs> who, who no, let, it's, the, it's not bullshit at all. <laughs> you got friends from New York that let you get away with
0: that? Oh, Unfortunately, I've been called out, but you know what? Yes. Are yes. you a Knicks fan, a Jet fan, a Yankee I, fan? I am a Yankee fan, diehard. I, I hate the Jets with a passion. The Jets I actually make fun of because, like, just the so in, go ahead. When you and your buddies get together
1: and you're <laughs> and you're at a sports bar at your house or something, they let that go.
0: Oh, yeah. Like I ah. just me, I I, I hear it from my friends in New York. You know, I've been living in Boston for four years. Okay. And for the first maybe two and a half, three years. I used to hear it all the time, like "You're from New York, how can you like Boston teams?" I'm like, mm, if "I just do." Like, I mean, this, I own, I own up to it. Like, listen, okay, oh, like, I, oh, I, 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 I like the the Bruins and, and so forth. But was there a girl involved or something? Oh, like, you first moved to man. Boston and I got got a, a
1: good-looking girl who was a Bruins I fan. You are like, "Hey, shorty, I'm a Bruins fan." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Something yeah, had it, to happen. I listen, listen, listen. I, I'll t- I'll be honest with you. So, I first started rooting for the Bruins in two thousand six, and okay. like I I like listen. I had cable, and you know like sometimes they'll have like the NHL like Game Center ice like free previews and stuff like that. I'll watch right. it, and the Bruins were just that team that I fell in love with. Like Zdeno Chara was my guy, and I I became a fan of Patrice Bergeron like through time and so forth. And so you
1: rooted for certain guys. And then because and it, of who it, they, it, I got, exactly. oh, listen, I, I'm a bust of balls. Like to me, there's that old notion of, yo, you're not allowed to root for a team. That, that's yep. bullshit. Root <laughs> for you want to root for. Just, you know, try to stick with them for a little bit. But yeah, I, listen, I don't care who you root for. I just, for I sure noticed have. it. I go, uh-oh. I said, so, I I'm, she's I'm she's glad you called I'm glad you called it out. Work. Mm-hmm. All
0: right. As long as, as long
1: as people hold you accountable for
0: it. Absolutely. Not. Listen, if I'm being held accountable by, um, by by yourself, like, listen, I think that in itself made, made my day. I'm like, are you kidding now me? Now like, I got another question. Absolutely. Now,
1: now I'm checking you out. Go ahead. Is that on the wall with green tape?
0: Yes, it is. We got to do better than that. I know. I know. It's, it's put what, a it's nail what on the wall or something or put the oh, tape man. on the
1: backside or
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're not in college anymore. Let's go. I, I mean, I'm, which is fair. But you know what? I didn't I didn't have nails. I didn't want to, like, damage the uh, wall. I had my landlord start complaining about,
1: you damaged the wall. I'm not paying you back your security. I'm and like, all you had was green tape. You didn't yeah. have
0: scotch tape. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> you had I, green tape. Fair enough, Craig. Fair enough. But but you know something? Like, yeah, I, I appreciate like the the banter um greatly. And I'll, I'll ask you this. There's a lot at stake this spring and summer in New York with terms of the Yankees and the Mets. And yeah. like we all know the story with Steve Cohen becoming the new owner of the Mets and the expectations with the Mets having acquired Francisco Lindor and as well as Carlos Carrasco in that trade from the Cleveland Indians, along with the Yankees, every year they're expected to win. To win a World Series, and for some reason over the last four years, they have not been able to get over the hump. So my question to you is, which team in New York right now, between the Yankees and the Mets, have more to lose this upcoming baseball season based on expectations?
1: I think the Yankees are probably still the answer. You know, you know, forget about last year because it's a shortened year. Yeah. The Yankees are still a hundred-win team, right? Every year since Aaron Boone took over, other than last year. Yeah, I don't think the Mets are there yet. I think the MET expectation is more about who are we signing and why aren't we signing guys. For sure. Whereas the Yankee expectation is haven't won a title since 2009, one title in two decades. Mm -hmm. What the F, right? I think that's what most Yankee fans are saying right now. For sure. Now, I do think if you want to go beyond just a year, Mm -hmm. then there is going to be some MET expectation solely because you have an owner that's got dough. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be an expectation, maybe not next year, but certainly in the next two or three years that every top line free agent that fits a need that the Mets have, well, the Mets should get them. And I think that'll play itself out. So I think for this year, the answer to your question is still Yanks next five years. I do think the Mets are on that same hook.
0: Now you mentioned about the owner having money and, In my mind, George Steinbrenner had money and he spent it. He was willing to spend it to invest in getting players that that he thought could help the Yankees win a World Series title. Do you think through the course of time that at some point Steve Cohen could be looked at by the Mets fan base as saying that, okay, I know he hasn't won before. But he can be that guy that brings us to the promise line based on the fact that he has the money and he's shown the willingness to, 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 to use that money. And a lot will be asked, especially of Francisco Lindor, especially after the season when he is going to be a free agent.
1: Yeah. Yeah, listen, I think that is the expectation. I think uh, I, he'll never be Steinbrenner because Steinbrenner is just different. He's special. He's yeah. an iconic figure in sports. So now no one's saying that Steve Cohen's going to become iconic maybe mm-hmm. you know, 20 years from now. But George is also iconic for, you know, not only good things and spending money for being a lunatic, right? And firing guys on a whim. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think you've got an owner worth more than every other owner in the sport. The expectation is that they're going to give Lindor 300-plus million bucks, that -hmm. they'll re-sign Conforto, and that they will spend money like a big market team. Now, they tried to, but uh, guys went elsewhere this offseason. But I think if you're a Med fan, you're in a good spot
0: because – there's no doubt
1: they're going to spend a lot of money.
0: And they, he will. There's no doubt in my mind. So when you, when you look at the New York sports scene right now as it currently stands, there has been discussions about it's been a while since the New York team has won a championship. Yeah. You being in New York City every day, and there's been this drought now of nine years of a, of a New York, since the New York team won a championship, there's been a ticker tape parade. Which team in New York City do you see as the next team That could potentially have a ticket tape parade down Broadway. Why do you do this to me? Because because you know the answer, and I I know the
1: answer. And I don't want to give you the answer. You're gonna make me me say the Brooklyn Nets? Is that
0: what we're doing here? I mean, I mean maybe. Knowing I'm a
1: diehard Nick fan. I mean,
0: I'm gonna push buttons. Let me just like you push buttons. The
1: Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets are clearly the closest, you know, to a championship. It would be a major major upset if they are not in the NBA finals. And at that point, you roll the dice because who knows, you know. But uh, my expectation is that, sadly, for me as a Knicks fan, the Hmm. Brooklyn Nets are going to be in the NBA finals. Uh, I can't. How could they not be? They're just by far the most talented team in the East. And you can make the argument, I will. They're the most talented team in basketball. Even more so than the Lakers? Yeah, all due respect to AD and LeBron, who are great, you know, coming off a championship championship. And with all the respect to, you know, the greatness of LeBron's career, you know, I mean, the Nets, they can't—they don't defend, but they can outscore anybody. And I think you're looking at a net, you know, got to respect what the Utah Jazz are doing. Always respect if AD's healthy. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the Brooklyn Nets versus somebody. Just sure. don't tell my partner I said that. Said <laughs> on the down low.
0: Speaking of your partner, Evan Roberts, now yeah. I – Listen, I'll be honest. I've been listening to the show for 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 since October. I'm be completely honest. I fall in love with the show. Thank you. But I've noticed that there's a certain chemistry between you and Evan. That's like, it's like little, it's like big brother, little brother. I'm gonna, I'm gonna push your buttons in the same way you try to push mine. Where does that come from? Does that just come from your innate personality in terms of how you are and your persona on the air, or does it come from just having built a relationship with Evan Roberts over time?
1: Well, it's a, it's a combination. You know, we're getting to know each other better and better every single day. So yeah. on a personal level, we know each other more. We're more comfortable with each other than we were, you know, when we started November 9th. Um, and that's just my personality. Like, it's a, we're at the end of the day, we're a bunch of guys that are BSing about sports and pop culture, yeah. right? So that's just how I grew up. It's There's ball busting involved. And, you know, my balls need to get busted too. Um, so I think that's the... That's how the show will evolve as we get to know each other better. And yeah. he'll know what buttons to push of mine. I know what buttons to push of his and the other guys on the show. And I think that's the fun stuff. Like I've always said, like anybody can talk about the game. Right. Tonight's game, last night's game. There is nothing special about how I break down a game. Mm-hmm. Nothing special about how you break down a game. Sure. I'm no better than you at it. You're no better than me at it. We both saw the game. What's your opinion on the game? Ultimately, I think what will set us apart as Carton and Roberts is everything else. Mm. All the other stuff we bring to the table, the personality, the relationship, the respect for the city we live in and work in. And I think that's what ultimately sets us apart. It's what set me and Boomer apart. It's what set Evan and Joe apart when they were together. It's what's special about this radio station. And that's what we are trying to make better every single day because every fan has an opinion on the game it Mm -hmm. mine's not better I'm just the guy with the microphone in front of me so why do people want to listen to us and it's for everything else
0: speaking of the show growing you are currently in a in a radio ratings war with the Michael K show of of the other station ESPN 98.7 in fact I just read an article in Newsday a couple of days ago that You just narrowly beat out the show for the for the for the book of for for the month of January, for a month, for January, for for, for the month of January. So my question to you is. Like, how has it how has it been that you guys in less than a span of three months hasn't even been fully three months that you have beat out the Michael K show, which have been widely regarded as number one sports afternoon show in New York for for a little while now. In, just such, in such a short period of time. I know, it's crazy, right? How it did this
1: possibly happen? How did a show that's barely been on the air suddenly overtake a show that's been around for more than 20 years and had yeah. been number one for at least a couple of years, if not three,
0: yeah. you
1: know, in a row, bang, bang, bang. And then along comes this little engine, this little car, this <laughs> you know, carton and Roberts. No one thinks the show is going to work. Everyone's panning it. And in our first full month, what happened? Well, it's only one month. So yeah. before I get all crazy and cocky, let's see what happens in February and then March and on and on and on. But uh, it is a story. It was not covered uh, appropriately, in my opinion, which just further fuels me to mm. continue to do it and to do it well. And one day, and that day is not going to be today, tomorrow, knock on wood, <laughs> someone will look back and go, wow, that's pretty cool. What you guys did. And that's our goal.
0: Why does it add fuel to your fire that you feel that it was not covered enough by the New York media?
1: Because that's part of what drives me. You know, proving the naysayers wrong. Like, the excuse that was given when we won the month of January was, well, the lineup on the other station sucks, and Mm. that's why Carton and Roberts won. That's bullshit. It's uh, That narrative makes no sense at all. Because we're the only radio show that goes against Michael K on a local head to head basis. So if you want to talk about how their shitty lineup impacts WFAN, it impacts our morning show. It impacts our midday show. It impacts our night show. No other show goes up against a local radio program, let alone one that's been around for 20 years that has been successful. So why is the story? The only reason we won January, is because the rest of their lineup stinks. What's that got to do with us, mm. right? So their lineup stunk in December, no one wrote about it. Their lineup stunk last June, no one wrote about it. All of a sudden, Cardin and Roberts comes along and wins a single month, we, that's all we've done. We won the month of January. And rather than give us credit for doing something that nobody thought was gonna happen that quickly, we have to now find a reason for it, right? Why is the reason the rest of their lineup? So, you know, it makes no sense. If they were number one for three straight years, did the, was the rest of their lineup that much better? No. Mm. The lineup there has always stunk. So all of a sudden it's, well, we got, we got to come up with a reason why Carton and Roberts won the month of January. Well, don't give them credit let's not acknowledge that they're doing a really good show that no one expected to happen. Yeah. Let's now find another reason for it.
0: And I think that's BS. And you, you know, there's something to be said about the, the lineup between the two stations. And I realized this earlier this month. And I, and I said, you know, the number one thing I wish for is that both stations would have more of a local centric lineup. FAN always has had that a lot. Yeah. No question. But 98.7 doesn't have that. And I know it's between 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. is all national shows. What is there to be said about having a station that's all about the local flavor? And it's not just yeah. only in New York, but as, but as well as in different markets.
1: Well, it's two things. Number one, you have to be local to have any chance to win. There's not a national sports show in the history of the world that has ever come to New York and won. And there never will be. The animal does not exist. It cannot happen. So if a radio station ever wants to win locally, you have to be local. Mm-hmm. Then there's a second part to that. You also got to hire good talent. You have to have good shows, compelling shows, entertaining shows. So it's not just, Hey, put two guys on the radio that are in New York, have them talk about New York and you're going to win. You have to have good talent. So I think there's two parts to it. You know That radio station will never win throughout the day in New York because they're not local. The only chance to compete with us as a station for anybody is to be local. If you go to Detroit, you got to be local, right? Mike Valenti has been the number one afternoon show yep. there. He talks about Detroit. If you do a national show against him. You're going to lose. If you go to Philadelphia and you're competing against a fanatic or WIP and you're talking about Nebraska Cornhusker football, you're going to lose. So it's, I mean, it's no secret, you know you, you know, you don't need to see how the sausage is made. It's obvious, <laughs> be local and then be really good. You know, if you go to Boston, for a long time, WEI owned Boston. Well, along comes the Sports Hub, local, more compelling, more entertaining, more ratings. So it could be done, but there's only one way to do it. A, be local and B, be really good.
0: Absolutely. Speaking of EEI, there was um, th- there was a situation that arose in which that you went on the afternoon show there and you and you yeah. try to have have an interview between the guys of OMF. I want you to explain to me what happened, because I don't know the whole story. And I'd rather hear it directly from you as to what happened and what went wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's old news now, which I don't really want to talk which, about. It's, much, it's fine. You know, okay. I don't want to put more gasoline on it because it's, yeah. it's old news yeah, you know, I probably overreacted a bit, which I've said I didn't appreciate, you know, kind of the tone that they were coming at me with, yeah. considering I was doing them a favor. But it's it's old school now. Um, I don't really spend much time worrying about them or or Boston, yeah. although I love the city. Um, yeah. So it's to me, it's a dead issue. No,
0: no
1: I appreciate worries. you asking, but there's
0: no there's no point yeah, I, I wasn't asking for the sake of like trying to like, oh, man, get, like, like, no, not, not at all. And, oh, and, and, and and I know you're up against it but you know, based on based on time and the show about to start soon. Um, one last question I want to ask you is this: Yeah, when you look at New York right now, and you look at they're just finally beginning to allow fans return to the arenas, whether it be at MSG, um, or whether it be um the the Coliseum on Long Island, um, and, and soon enough, um Shea Stadium and, and Yankee Stadium, how great will it be for the fans to be able to return? To, um, to to the stadiums and arenas to be able to um to, to watch your teams play again.
1: Yeah, I think it's a significant deal. You know, New York City is a shell of itself, as most major cities are because of COVID and the quarantine and yeah. the restrictions on dining and just living life. So I think you know having ten percent back is a good start for sure. Mm-hmm. But you know, listen, we all long for the day when there's 40,000 people in a baseball stadium, eighteen thousand people sold out watching a Nick or a Net game. I think it's significant. I don't think we can overstate how important it is for fans to be back in stadiums and in arenas. And I think it's uh, the image of it and the thought of it indicates that life is good again. Life is back to normal again. And I think um, that day really can't come soon enough. And the date I look towards is uh, September 11th. It's the 20th anniversary Mm -hmm. of the 9-11 attacks and the Mets play the Yankees at Citi Field. And let's hope that there's 40,000 people in that stadium for that day. And I think that'd be a a great acknowledgement that life is back to normal.
0: Absolutely. And I just want to wrap it up on on this note. I think that in itself, if we can get to that point would be massive because the Yankees and the Mets played such integral parts of the recovery efforts, um, especially in the aftermath of 9-11. I remember Mets stadium being an important site for the recovery efforts as well as Yankee stadium being turned into um a cathedral if you will for like a multi multi multi-faith event which i remember uh, most vividly and it would be great to to be able to have a packed house on 9-11 later this year to commemorate 20 years which is hard to believe in its own right like time flies i'm with you and i appreciate what you're doing so keep doing it keep recording good
1: stuff and uh the show will get bigger and bigger and thanks for having me on
0: absolutely my pleasure thank you so much for for coming on the podcast be good i will Mm -hmm.